0: Yeah,
1: like digital. D- digital. Yeah, yeah, no, digital. Go, 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 go. digital. 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 Di- digital. Digital. Di- digital. Did, did, digital. Ad-libs. Did anybody Mad ever lives. freestyle
0: with us? When we, somebody freestyle with us once. I think right? one person uh, A did. few people did.
1: They're afraid because we, we not get many, to though. let people know. Not I them. think
0: because we call it freestyling, but we don't actually rap. Yeah, we're yeah, not rapping. It's like ad-lib styling. Definitely can rap. But that's another
1: subject for a whole nother time. I go by the name of Small Eyes with a Z. And who else do we got in the building with us today?
0: Racks on racks on racks, Preston.
2: Wow. Okay. Tristan Cavari.
0: Okay.
1: Who else we got?
2: It's Rufin. What's good?
1: What? We got brother Rufin. We got, actually, shout out to my my actual blood brother, the Kona Awful True Tway in the building no, and no, his no, homie no, no. uh Eman Jones. I call him Eman too, but his name is actually Eman and he's dope, Like Eman as well? There. No, but his name's Eman. And my name's Eman. But as he
0: thought e- Eman. I thought too. it was,
1: yeah. I did, so I, I thought. That's another thing. Okay, so we <laughs> We also have uh sellers.
0: Mystery guest, this is Maddie over here. Maddie, yeah,
1: you know we announced what yeah, we got in the building just to, just, like to just to, to you know mark Maddie's, the the time Maddie. and the occasion, and we got something special. uh This brother, we've been kind of crossing paths since our first foray into the Atlanta tech space. Right, that yeah. was so many moons ago. It's probably going on three and a half, maybe four years when we first jumped into it, and we were babies and. We knew absolutely nothing about the Atlanta startup "quote unquote" scene, and he was one of the first brothers that we that actually like talked, chopped it up with, had good combo. I think at the time you had an app uh, and a whole platform you were working on at the time. What was that name of it?
2: Yeah, uh, it's called Poplar. Yeah, Poplar. Yeah, yeah. You
1: were it was a popular and mm-hmm. Poplar, and you were just letting me know about like, hey man, we'll come through. We've always crisscrossed paths, man, but right. you have been on the trajectory um, as a tech entrepreneur in Atlanta for a minute. Um, and so it's a uh, uh, pretty dope to finally have you here. Man, I'm uh, glad. I'm excited. And man. we gonna chop it up. We are gonna for the Survival School. So let's let's chop it, Talk about you know something we just experienced a couple days ago, um, happening at the Gathering Spot. Another good collaborator, so, um And for uh, sure. groups, good space. Um, uh, that Digital Good Times helps to connect with in the near future. And uh, we we were a part of the Atlanta a- or a- ATL Black Tech uh, experience or, or ecosystem. Ecosystem uh, meetup, and um, I gotta say, man, shout out to to Joey Digital, Joey One Mac. He doesn't like to take credit for it, but he is uh, Jack. What'd you call him, Jack? He, he's man?
0: the Nas of the Atlanta Tech. He's the
1: Nas yeah, of the Atlanta God, Tech. If you don't get what that means, then you know you got to kind of catch up. But like Nasir Jones is like probably one of the most like innovative like. MCs of all time but also like innovative in the tech space like jug moving for real in the tech space um and joey has helped kind of now catapult the scene that has been so fragmented so i want to talk to you about you know how have you seen the 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 atlanta startup community grow since you first got involved so many years ago and how did that experience uh, a few days ago seem Um, i mean
2: it's it's grown a lot you know like you know i went to to uga you know i studied um actually i've been I've been coding since high school, okay you know okay. what I'm saying so I went to lakeside, uh, grew up on the east side when we moved out okay. here. okay and so you know the Atlanta tech scene you know I think um, has really grown over the years. Um, mm-hmm. you know for a long time it's been you know Georgia Tech who's kind of had that um, I guess recognition for like where tech is coming from um, but you know it's, it's been a lot of other you know uh, growing you know um, contributors to this whole ecosystem. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that um, with other markets kind of pushing, um, you know, and showing, like, how to actually, you know, be successful in the tech industry, uh, a lot of eyeballs are coming to Atlanta. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A lot of, a lot more people are investing in the city. A buildings coming up, like, every week pretty mm-hmm. much down near. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, Pssh, I mean, growth. you know, Atlanta is really booming. So I think technology is one of the areas where it's going to really grow exponentially, you know, over the next few years.
1: So with the uh, Atlanta Black Tech uh, kind of initiative being launched, right? Um, how did you feel about how did you feel being in that space, man? Because I've never I, don't, I know you and all of us who've been making moves in as in the progressive tech space in Atlanta for the Black and Brown community, for the disenfranchised in the tech community, right? Um, we've never seen a really out showing like that before it was like right. at least 400 plus or more people Absolutely. in that space so it means that the movement is literally growing and it's growing exponentially right so how does that make you feel as far as where where Atlanta stands
2: I mean I think it's you know it's, it's definitely exciting to see that there is a lot of you know a lot of interest and in, you know um you know just people people are really excited to see what, what where technology is going and how they can be a part of it you know I think the the thing that people don't realize is that you know, as i when I got introduced to the Atlanta tech you know tech industry, mm-hmm. um, you know it wasn't you know it wasn't as big. I literally remember we had we went to this conference that um, this guy Hank Williams who just passed yeah, away man. Um, brought R-I-P. to the city. Hank yeah. Williams, man, platform, absolutely, yeah. Um, and I remember right after that that conference, we uh, it was like me, Joey. Justin, you know, who's also his partner. Mm-hmm. Shout um to Justin you know, we had, you know, we had dinner and the conversation was how do we grow Atlanta's tech community? You know, and um and Joey definitely took um you know, took the flag and like really wanted to to create like a, a foundation for it, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, in terms of like sharing um how to grow and start your business from a technology standpoint, you know. Uh so so he's d- definitely done an incredible job with that and I think that where we are with the black tech scene is just, you know, I I'm really excited to see people go from being consumers to producers mm, and doers. Talk about that now. You know, um you know, when you look at black people, like we really are like we over index in everything from from, mm-hmm. you know, buying apparel to using technology on a day to day basis to watching TV to making the artist or somebody popular. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like Atlanta just has that cultural pulse, you know, but you know, we need more people to create things from from Atlanta that can not only be in the music space, but, like, you know, technology and, and film, you know, and content and media, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to see somebody compete with, like, a fader or, or just having, like, out of Atlanta, like, just to have yeah. that perspective... Mm-hmm. You we not need think more, that would be cool we
1: need more we need more uh, media and um, that's something we as digital good Times is doing there's a lot of other people innovating too shout out to slug agency a lot of people like really becoming progressive in the way and aggressive in the way that they're presenting and um, kind of innovating their content um, and speaking on that and uh before we dive even deeper you are also a uh, influencer and a uh, a mover and shaker in the experiential as you say on your on your ig experiential space in atlanta right also aka nightlife space in atlanta how have you seen it evolve and um what are some of your challenges and successes in the scene right now in the nightlife space yeah
2: man um you know i've been going out since uh i remember going out with my cousins you know, like I, you know, I'm African, so my pa- my yeah, parents were strict, African, man. Yo, what's up, Yo. up, in here? You know what I mean, <laughs> real, real 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 quick. Yeah, shout out to DRC, but you know, like um, you know, my parents were strict growing up, so I, I, you know, the only time I got a chance to go out was when I was hanging out with my cousins. You know, shout out to Amante TK. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so. Um, I got exposed to like going to the bounce on the e- on the west side wow. you know at like 14 wow. <laughs> you know wow. 15 mm-hmm. and just really seeing like just the whole scene of that culture of like just how music really brought people together mm-hmm. in a way that you know it just felt exciting you know at that age so um you know I went to college at UGA started you know throwing parties and concerts so like I was a part of that scene and and, you know, I was actually, involved, you know, um, in charge of bringing artists to the, to the school. So, oh. the first artist I brought was Luda, When you know, like his, I think the second year when he came out, mm. uh, T.I., like when he was first coming out. Wow. You know, I remember even having an argument with my director um, about bringing T.I. He's like, man, he he's not going to make it. Like, who's this wow. guy? And, you know, like. Totally wrong. Four well, months was, later, like, literally emailed me cool. like, man, you were right, like, for real you know yeah. so I, i've seen just you know i've had a definitely unique perspective in terms of like you know from an experiential standpoint mm-hmm. um and so when i got back to the atlanta scene you know when i left it was really more about like you go out to party and dance like it was really like a dancing culture mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like and then when i got back you know like all of a sudden you start Not to kind of see like it becomes about you know being seen and and, you know, bottle popping and all that. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's cool, you know, if that's what you want. You know, I, I totally understand that. But, like, you know, a lot of people kind of shun, you know, having just an experience where it's more, more so about, like, you know, connecting with people right. and vibing with people and, exactly. and versus, like, you're looking at VIP or VIPs looking at you and you taking photos all night. So... You yeah, know, I
1: definitely, um, and we'll, we'll probably dive deeper into it. I definitely feel like it was a uh, a natural evolution For sure. of the space because you had all these places. It's not just necessarily about the bottles. It's like you're charging to get into a space that right. you're not experiencing anything. Like exactly we're sitting around doing nothing, and years of doing that, like everybody got jaded, not just right. like the the dudes or the women. It was just like you're not giving us an experience. So I want to talk about it in the future when we come back after a break, like how do you evolve that to innovate to give people more um, engaging experiences um, that can go beyond just the music, a crew that does it amazingly. I got to shout out our team, our squad, work crew. Oh, man. A few people in the city that Yo. actually do it on the dance scene where it's just we're going to give you a phenomenal experience. It's going to feel good, and you're going to actually dance man, and get they, involved. Man, I, I got to right? definitely
2: second that, man. Like, yeah. work crew, man, y'all, y'all are really killing it. You know, I've I've known DJ X for a minute. You know, he DJs a lot of my party, actually, yeah. you know, so – um they've always had that cool vibe, and they're killing it for yeah, sure Just from the experience best. yeah
1: one of the best in, one of the best in the city but as far as like if we talk- look at the tech space and we talk about tech experientials, like there's still stagnation right. there. um so we're gonna we just getting the the pot warmed up, you know what I mean whipping man. the work uh <laughs> that was a new one. that reference yeah see, you know it's gonna be the toe different i got I can come up with different ones man, pot cooking we whipping the work okay. uh we just getting started, man. Shout right. out to work crew one more time, the home team, the squad. we just getting it warmed up with the brother Rufin. Roof, yep, yep. Uh, and uh, we're going to hit you with some sights and sounds and vibrations, and we're going to come back and flow more from the survivor's Scrolls. You already know what it is. is Good times. We out you. Jeremy like that we have returned from the vibes and uh we're here with the good brother rufin man he's an example uh wait rufin shinanga 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 yeah i'm west african part west african from liberia and you know western culture american culture makes it so we don't know how to pronounce shit you know what i mean like most people don't know how to pronounce things man (laughs) uh so uh, I, i tried it uh We got the good brother here who is a representative of, I think, really indicative of someone who has made and evolved and pivoted um, in many spaces. Um, So we're glad to have you here in our segment and what we call our hero origin story. Well, we want you to tell the good people, like, kind of how did you get involved in? What made you say, I want to be in the Atlanta tech space? I want to be a developer. I want to create apps. I also want to be involved in the nightlife space, and I want to bring that together. What made you make that decision?
2: Well, I mean I, I think that uh, you know a big inspiration was definitely my dad. Um, you know, so I was born in the Congo, okay. Kinshasa. Um and yeah. um, you know, he was number three he was a third like third highest ranking student in the country. Uh in math. Like he like his score was just through the roof, wow. you know. And um with that, he got a scholarship to to study in Belgium. So we moved from the Congo to Belgium, wow. uh, like in '84. Um, That's and when he, I was born. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> okay. uh, and so yeah, so he had a you know did a PhD program for like eight years. Okay. And Damn. finished that, uh, and then he got a, another. So he got a PhD in math, and then master in compute and computer science. Man, talk about. So it. I grew up around computers since I was like four, five or six. You know, mm-hmm. like I actually Just used to. That. Start coding at mm-hmm. like five or six without knowing that I'm coding, you know, mm-hmm. Um and you know, fast forward high school, um, you know, I, I, we moved here to the states, mm-hmm. uh, like right around uh freak, you know, Freaknik '94, you know, like wow. back in the '90s, you like used to <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> name year by Freaknik, yep, yep, <laughs> the, 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 by the years of the Freaknik, occurred. you know, so. So, like, that's, you know, so, so it was a very exciting time just wow. to kind of see. to come, So you went straight to come from to Belgium th- to Freaknik. Is to Atlanta. And yeah, like and from that culture. But that's a, that's from, a huge yeah. culture change. And, but, you know, like, African culture is about, like, having a good time and, yeah. and you know, music is a very, like, mm-hmm. you know, the roots of, like, where music is coming from. For sure. You know, definitely rooted in, in, in Africa. So I think that similarity in the culture is what excited me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When we moved here. Okay. Uh, now I know, you know, Freaknik being kind of the extreme, it really brought a lot of attention to the city in addition to the Olympics, you right. know, so, so I, you know, so that's when around the time that I came to the city, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, you know, after high school go to, going to UGA and, um, you know, being a computer science major, but I really got attracted to producing events and concerts, um, you know, and, and that evolved and, um, and I decided to leave school. Like my last year in in college, I was like, you know, I want to start my own business. Mm. My cousin was an artist, and um, you know, like I I was like, you know, let me manage him. You know, I felt like he was talented. We started doing that, so we mm. moved back to Atlanta. And the first thing we did, like literally within the first month, we we cut this record called Peace Man. Mm-hmm. I had the Far Side sample sample okay. um, passing me by. Wow! Brought it to this. Um, to the record pool for the affiliates.
1: Oh, like it's very that.
2: beginning. So, um man, we got some history of good affiliates, We were like man. number 3, we were like number 3 on the list and nice. Don, DJ Cannon was on the, you know, was on the mix. Okay. Played the record and just like stopped it right like within the first 10 seconds like rewind <laughs> he rewinded it like maybe 4 or 5 times nice. and we got like bombarded by everybody in the Atlanta, you know, music industry and that was like my introduction to it. Okay. Um you know and then you know from throwing parties in college like I definitely wanted to continue doing that and there was a um, you know a-, a lounge called Lotus Lounge that turned into Tongue and Groove mm-hmm. and um I knew the owner who had, bought you know, bought Tongue and Groove so I started consulting them. And we built the Monday Monday Night program, yeah. and that built into a scene. Yeah, Tony Groove know.
1: had a like a crazy run. I mean, they still going, but it is like a, a yeah. run where it's like there what was do a do we- on the weekdays. Tony Groove, like absolutely, you
2: know, I mean? hmm. you know, and then and then the venue like opened up Opera, and um, yeah. everybody in the city wanted to get that space, and yeah. somehow I ended up getting the contract for doing like all urban events. At opera? Um, yeah, so wow. I did. Um, wow. wow. I did nice. a test, you know. I, I did a one off event, and uh, like we literally broke all their revenue for the for like past New Year's Eve and any events that they've done in the history of that venue. Mm-hmm. And the owner was like, Man, you, you know, you just killed it. So we definitely want to do a contract with you. And, you know, that was a good and a bad because, like, you know, I had, I create, it created like some enemies or people felt like, you know, like they wanted to alienate themselves from me, you know what I'm saying? Because they felt that. Um, I don't know. I just kind of experienced that. And then on top of that... um, Well, let's pause for that because
1: that's important to talk about because in a lot of scenes, whether we're talking about nightlife scene, music scene, tech scene, one of the things we're working on overcoming overcoming Uh is the unnecessary stagnation by... Uh, the bolstering of ego, right? right? So in this sense, you're basically saying that people were getting jealous because you were out here making moves and got connected with opera. How have you seen or what was your biggest or some of the biggest pitfalls you saw to the night I've seen as far as like the politics of, you know, who it's, do you got to be cool with and whether or not this person is cool with you? Like, how how did you feel that? It's definitely very
2: clickish, for real. I mean, yeah. you know, it's I mean, it's a lot of good people in the city. You know, I mean, Jay Carter is one of, them, one of somebody that's, you know, I've already looked up to right. uh he's Mark. been a good friend and mentor, yeah, big, you know what I'm saying? Like FCC uh, you yeah. know like I, I started actually I don't know if you know Justin Tanner or not, but you know he uh he actually worked in the mayor's office for a long time and then ended up at Obama's uh administration. Okay. And and they had a, a a promotion team called J3 and I helped, you know, helped uh, them start. I a J3. Um, okay. So at Opera, so like, you know, it, it was definitely a lot of good people. Even Benny, like Benny uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I've seen him you know, like, grow from being a promoter to, like, actually, you know, owning your own establishment yeah. and really crushing it, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think there's a lot of good people, but then at the same time, um, s- you know, some people just want to f- feel like they-, they rather have a position where we're going to be a po- a, you know, opposed to each other right. versus, like, collaborating. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk about it. Collaboration, man. Collaboration is key, it's you the, know. It's the is um, man. Right. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. def- it's definitely the way to do it. And, and you know, like, um, I've always seen in this scene that you know, like I said, as as the scene kind of moved towards you know bottle popping and things like that, I've always wanted to do something different. Right. You know, like I was saying on the, in the break, like even from the way I promoted my parties, you know, you know, I saw how people was doing passing out flyers, mm-hmm. so I just started doing it online, like very very early, right. creating my own landing page that got the email and built this the is database. Pre pre Facebook events. Pre pre Facebook events. Wow. Eventbrite. Talk about you know it. all of that. You know right. so. Right. Um so building like essentially my own one page website you know mm. um and and so that's kind of how I built my database and and it just kind of grew over time um and you know and and as I was doing events more and more people started talking about sponsorship mm-hmm. so I'm always you know um somebody who just want to figure shit out like I'm not going to keep waiting around and asking you I'm going to go read about it mm-hmm. get educated get that now you know so I I met this lady who uh who had done some deals with like uh um, Maxwell and queen latifah like in terms of sponsorship mm. and she kind of brought me in you know into the game and first deal i did was uh uh drake and at&t mm. um so you know like uh she had a friend who was in town and what was this what, what this time was, time was uh this 2009 2010 it's like nothing was this is like this the, is uh, so far gone so far gone yeah. drake right? like, okay. literally like uh we had lunch at raw sushi <laughs> and um the chick who was like uh Uh, She was like Working with the agency For AT&T She's Mm -hmm. like yeah I'm looking for an artist And he's gotta be You know Somebody new and fresh Mm -hmm. And I'm like You should do Drake Mm -hmm. And um, You know She's like yeah Drake would be cool And literally um, And I was While I was throwing parties At opera Mm -hmm. And this is I know I'm kind of Going off tangent But I'm gonna connect The dots dots. I'm throwing parties At opera But I was also Interning at Hot Beats, so I was in, I interned at Doppler, the you know the studio yeah, that just closed, yeah. um, and then I started interning at Hot Beats, right? And I remember when I first started, uh, the owner was like, "Man, Rufa, you sure you want to intern? Like, you throw parties at Opera? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, bro, I want to learn. Like, I right. want to like, I'm I don't care about trying to get to starting it. from the bottom. Like, right, I'm just right. I'm just trying to get to it. So mm-hmm. right around that time, Wayne started. He booked that studio for like four or five months. Nobody mm-hmm. could come to that studio. That was his whole studio. Mm-hmm. You know, so I even shout out to my man, KY, you know, who's been killing on the engineering side, you know. Um, and he was the one who kind of brought him in. And so he flew in Drake to that studio. Like, and that's where they, they that's where they kind of mm-hmm. started the whole conversation about signing oh, Drake. Sign- so I saw, you know, I saw that whole situation. You got to be, like, have a, you know, like, like like a fly on the wall. Paris Moore was, a, you know, she was working the front desk. Wow. You Crazy. know what Crazy. I'm saying? Like, so I just... You know, ended up in that situation. So when I met with the chick at AT&T, like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, yeah, I could definitely get Drake. Even though I didn't really have the contact with Cortez, I was like, I'm going to make it happen. You were in the same space. You're same like, space. I'm going to make it. Like, I'm going to make a way. So nice. it, it took me like four weeks to, to finally track that, you know, Cortez. And we got him on the phone for like, and it was like a six month negotiation. Mm-hmm. And it was a second after his Sprite deal. They don't know who, you don't know who Cortez is. It was Cortez Bryant. Swing. Excuse me, man. Yeah. Cortez right you know, man managed yeah. Drake, Nicki Minaj. And currently you know, Lil Wayne. He's still yeah, Lil Wayne's Wayne, I think so. Yeah. You know, so, um, so yeah, just tracked him down. Didn't have a relationship with him, you know, just reached out to him, mm-hmm. told him what it was. And, um, you know, so we made that deal happen. And it was like for $1.2, $1.3 million. Wow. Um, and uh, funny enough... You know, my, my business partner currently with the Cool Kids, which is an agency that I have, mm-hmm. um, he was working at Coca-Cola at the same time, and he's the one who told them to sign Drake for Sprite. Mm. But we knew each other, but we didn't know about this, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I've known him for 10 years. His name is Dean Jackson, man. Shout out to Dean. Um, you know, like, we knew each other, and then literally, like, two years ago, had a conversation I'm like yeah you know I did this deal with Drake he's like me too which one wow. which one it's like yo we got to start an agency man like wow. that's some planetary <laughs> what are we, alignment yeah, stuff bro. what are we what wow. are we doing so uh we both knew you know uh, the third partner Evita, who uh, I went to college with too she went okay. to UGA she's an entertainment lawyer okay. uh represents um you know Joy Badass Big Gr- Big Crit nice. a, f- a lot of different talent you know so buddies, we came together and started buddies. the cool kids cuz you know we felt like you know, we've been in the game for a long time. I've been throwing parties for a minute. Um, I've had a lot of successful events, you know, did a... Uh, before you go there,
1: though, I'm going to stop you. Only because you you survival scrolling, right? Yeah. But I want to, because the one thing I find unique about your story is how you've been able to, to pivot and right. also pivot in a uh, very intuitive and a intentional way. So t- before you get to the, the cool kids, remember the you had the popular app. Talk about that being an app developer in the Atlanta space. Right? What was that like? Like where you because I know you were going to pitch spaces and you were like yeah. getting it. Talk let's talk about that because I, I mean just, I want I just want the people to get an insight to when you build when you out here and you really out here dolo because right. I mean, you were dolo putting that together. How was that experience like trying to connect?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, like I said, like I've I've been around technology and and coding and all that for a very long time so imagine being uh you know a young kid in high school and you're first learning about music and then you get into the music space mm-hmm. and you just creatively come up with ideas you know what i'm saying like i was coming up with ideas like itunes like back in high school mm-hmm. because that's what i felt naturally would come you know would be like the progression of what technology is you know what i'm okay. saying not knowing that like i'm you know coming up with an idea like iTunes but that was just what naturally would come to me you know okay. what i'm saying so um you know so i've always understood like the technology space from from a creative standpoint and the business standpoint mm-hmm. um you know so you know i, I kind of like focusing on you know music and and marketing and things like that i kind of like ignored that side of, of my skill set and capabilities right until a friend of mine you know was like man you d- you definitely want to expose what like who you really are like don't just show one side of you like who are you for real, you know? Talk about it. So the next day I sat down, opened up my notebook, and really thought about all my struggles and challenges and successes that I've had from producing events, experiential marketing. Mm-hmm. And I literally put that into one app. Um and I, you know, I just kind of thought about, okay, who who will be that, uh, which is, you know, when you start any startup or mm-hmm. technology company, the first question you want to ask yourself is you know, what problem is there that I can solve? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, about it. like, you know, and and, and you want to feel it. Like I literally feel the pain of that problem that I want to solve. And mm-hmm. that's when I know that that's an idea that I want to pursue. And I've used that in music and entertainment and producing events and, right. and you know, and creating this app. So essentially this app is, uh, it's called Poplar. Um, and essentially, you know, from a shopping experience, uh, you know, shopping is, is evolving at a very, very fast rate. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, um, you know, e-commerce platform are growing and a lot of brands are growing because of the internet and technology. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when people are shopping nowadays, you know, it changed from you actually go into the store and trying things on. You you rather you know, a lot of the brands that you really fuck with, or excuse me, I don't know if you could cuss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't fuck drop enough we don't drop ass. enough F bombs, man. Yeah, for sure. But a yeah. lot a lot of the brands that you support, you know, they're usually not local. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you're 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 really engaging with brands online. So right. you know, the challenge that comes with that is that you're not able to try on products and make sure they fit and things like that. So the app essentially connects, you know, the shopper with the brand. So it's pop-up retail on demand uh, where, you know, like a brand is looking for for customers to be able to show products in the physical space Mm -hmm. and shoppers are looking for products that they want to try on. And so when you you go to your favorite website, you know, brand's website, you can essentially request that product to your wish list Mm -hmm. and that creates a demand for that brand in every market, Mm -hmm. you know, so – so like now what we're doing it's kind of like taking the artists on tour. So we're taking these pop-ups on tour via an app where people can request Supreme or Yeezy or mm. whoever. And now Yeezy pops up in Atlanta on Edgewood or in P Street, you know what I'm saying, for a period of nice. 7 days. So um you know and then the you know and then there's like other components to it. So you know when I when I came up with this idea like this chick I know and you know um you know, told me to like present it at this competition it's mm-hmm. called Startup Weekend, mm-hmm. which is a, a global competition held by the Kauffman Foundation. Mm-hmm. Anybody can sign up, and you know, it was essentially a hackathon, um, which you know, wrap you know, proto creating a prototype over a three day period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I you know, pitched my idea. Uh, I had to convince developers and designers to actually jump on the team, mm-hmm. and um, by you know, when I presented, I tied for first place. Um, mm-hmm. and that just kind of exposed me to the tech industry for the first time. So, you know, transitioning from throwing events to now going back to where I started in my roots of just technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I thought it was like, okay, I'm, you know, it was about to take off, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, got a little bit of investment. I also invested myself as well in the mm-hmm. app and I had a, I had a developer. I had actually two developers and a designer and like my, one of my developers got hired by Facebook. Uh, mm. My other developer, <laughs> uh, you know, was here on the Visa. He went back to renew his Visa. They wouldn't let him back in the States. Mm. And he was, like, one of the top, like, coders on uh, – uh, it's not GitHub. It's it's one of those platforms where well, you rank the developers. Yeah. He was like number fifteen on there. He's Louisa, <laughs> and he Damn. couldn't come back in the states. And so we tried to do the remote thing. It wasn't working out. Mm. Uh, and then my other guy, he got he uh, moved back to New York um, because this company um, that was on Shark Tank essentially, um, you know, hired him. And yeah. I didn't have any money. I didn't have the money to be able to pay them. Mm. So you you lose talent which is a lot of time what happens in this city Especially is that in Atlanta talk a, about it, a man. lot of, a lot of talent are being you know hired in other cities cuz uh, you know the invest investment is not being made in this market as much or as fast as it should be you mm-hmm. know so you know so losing that it put me in a situation where it's just just me by myself and you know as always i just continue to like you know push forward and um what i started to do is just really talk get get to understand The customers and the brands Mm. and the real estate and the finance like how does that really work and not really diving into that so that's what i spent the last two three years doing Mm -hmm. um you know working on other projects but also taking time to meet with people and have these conversations and you know so so joey um started this uh you know um you know a company called you know Goody Nation mm-hmm. amplify for good shout out to both of those you know,
1: fantastic institutions
2: man absolutely man mm-hmm. so you know he reached out to me and he was like man you know Hartsfield Jackson Airport has a um, program or a competition for retail so he was like you know they're they're looking for something like your platform so i'm actually a finalist in that competition now so nice. um nice. It, you know we're um you know we're pitching uh next week and the final is on the 24th, you know. So I'll definitely make sure you, you know, all your uh, followers have the information, man, cuz Yeah, by the time this launches,
1: which will be months be- months <laughs> after uh, this your 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 competition, you'll for be sure. able to definitely let people know the results. What I find to be unique, man, just to just to cut in for a minute cuz you survival scrolling, you're talking about your experiences and the challenges and the successes and the pitfalls of building something from scratch, right? Um, And then iterating that and that. But one thing I I I want the listeners to hopefully to glean from this is like you didn't stop. Right. Because a lot of times it don't come overnight. right? Right. You know, we're three years doing this and we have support. We still don't have the kind of crazy investment you might think from right. the kind of innovative things we're doing. Joey said it uh, at the ATL Black Tech Week that the truth is, and we know this just as a culture, as being you know people of African descent in the diaspora, is that we always have to work harder. Look at what Barack absolutely. had to do. Look at what Barack had to do. Man. Man. I'm sorry, I'm gonna interject that we always have to work harder. You know, absolutely. And so, but there's something that comes out of that, and that's the energy that you've made That I think you've you really manifested that you're still pushing through. Like you so said, you're in a pitch competition, and then. Tell the people about the uh, the other uh, initiative you're currently involved with right now with the Cool Cool Kids from.
2: Yeah, the Cool Kids is a you know it's, like I said before it's an agency of um, three individuals myself, uh, Dean Jackson, and Vita Um and you know we we all have known each other for for many years over 15 years, and we came together really because we saw there was a gap um, not only in the Atlanta Atlanta market but just in like you know in, from a marketing brand perspective okay um to really be authentic and meaningful um with the audience that you're you're engaging with and, and you know and like the millennial demographic and i hate to use that word but you know just to to describe it's a, it's a group of is. people It's a category now we gotta <laughs> as a it's category it it's, ve- it's yeah. very significant you know so so we wanted to make sure that we can reach that audience engage with that audience in a meaningful way uh so we started the cool kids agency um, you know, and follow us on Instagram, go cool kids, you know, coolkidsforever.com dot com. Um, and you know, like we've all individually have done great things. Like I said, Vita has, you know, she represents, you know, some dope, dope artists like yeah. Joey Badass and a lot of people And uh, and Dean Jackson used to work for DTP and, and Luda, um, you know, from a market as a marketing manager and also worked at Coke. So, you know, we've all brought unique perspectives. Um, so from a music technology standpoint, and yes. ex- experiential, yes. and you know, we wanted to create an agency that, that that represents you know our demographic and and can really engage with brands. So so you know, it's, it's very exciting. You know, we definitely have done some cool projects. We just did an orchestra show, um, you know, with um, actually it was an orchestra show mashup with a DJ. Mm. So it was a battle. So so we had nice. Brian Michael Cox was one of our clients. Nice. Um, dope, he right? DJed against the orchestra, like a forty-piece orchestra. Dope, um, so that was a crazy experience and I think, you know, we're definitely going to bring that's that the back. That's kind of stuff we're talking about. Innovation, yeah. man. Innovation, yeah, Absolutely.
0: Speaking of music and innovation, we have, uh, reached that time, that moment. I do want to interject one thing, um, in terms of you losing one of your developers to Facebook. Uh, Facebook pays their interns an average of $92,000 a man. year. So I just want yeah, to so. <laughs> say <laughs> their interns <laughs> that's why you make like, that. Like, for real. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we've reached that, that time. We have a, a tradition here where we like to ask our guests to provide a tune, a track, a song for the party people. and um, I'm sure you have a, a vast catalog um, of music. Um, is this something that you've been rocking to lately, or a classic, something that you would like for the people to hear?
2: Man, I, I think that um, you know, the first record that really kind of like got me excited about just hip-hop as a culture uh, is elevators. Mm. outcast that that was like the first album i ever bought you know what i say when, when i moved to the to the states or whatever so mm-hmm. after that i started on the whole exploration of music Word. you know not only just hip-hop but you know from funk to jazz sure. and other culture but like elevators was like my introduction to like american so music. that was the first song that really got in you the open. states like in i mean states. i heard some records overseas but, but elevators like being you here and like the fact that I was in it's a, Atlanta it's
0: a, feel, it's a it's an energy yeah but the
2: yeah, fact I that I was in Atlanta and you're hearing this record that's just right. like amazing yeah. oh, it's magical yeah, I mean it's right you know so man, yeah. we, we, imagine I, I, I barely spoke English at the time so like oh, okay. uh-huh. word, so word. that was just like a different vibe to me you know what I'm saying so, so like wow. so I would say that would be my the power.
1: the power of outcast, the trans first of all the transformative power of hip hop which is interwoven in your story interwoven in our story which is kind of a hot thing how we align and the power of outcast, man. Can I be unsaid. Uh All right.
3: Vibe, t- vibe out to that. Digital Good Times, y'all. You know. We out here. Uh, old National got skanks. Everybody. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Check it, well it's the MI cricket letter, ain't no one better. And when I'm on the microphone, you best away your sweater, cause I'm cooler than the polar bear's toenails. Oh L there he go again, it's talking that shit, bend corners like I was a curve. I struck a nerve and now you about to see the Southern flag of serve. I heard it's not where you're from, but where you pay rent. Then I heard it's not what you make, but how much you spent you got me bent like elbows amongst other things, but I'm not worried. Cause when we set up in the party, like I'm out to story. So go get your fucking side box and your sack of nickels It tickles. You see you try to be like Mr the pickles, daddy fat sacks, sex, I is that same motherfucker that took the knuckles to your eye, and I try to warn you not to test, but you don't listen, Giving a shout out to my uncle Donnell, locked up in prison, and I'll throw your hands in the hair, and wave them like it just don't care, and if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say oh yeah, I'll throw your hands in the air and wave them it just don't care, and if it's like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me can say, oh yeah, yeah. Now, my oral illustration be like literal stipulation to the female gender, ain't nothing better, let me know when it's wet enough to enter, if not, I wait because the future of the world depends on, if or if not, the child we raised gon' have that nigga syndrome, I wouldn't know to beat the arms regardless of his skin tone, I wouldn't feel that if in tune it, it just might get picked on, I wouldn't give a fuck about what others say and get gone, the alienate us cause we different, keep your hands. God. Like sounds of this when I practice what i reach and don't lie I'll be the maker and the maker of the piece of my pie Now bring rigger, till the phone can I get some reply Then everybody say Now your hands in the air And wave them like it just don't care And if they like fishing and grits and out the pimp shit Everybody that me hear you say, oh yeah, yeah, Now throw your hands in the air And wave them like it just don't care And if they like fishing and grits and out the pimp shit Everybody that me hear you say, oh yeah, yeah. Why my nigga be a about the second album at the dungeon shooting pool like ES to the PN Cause we just to the B to the zone Some honey and bone But I'm not married, carried a lot of problems round Being frustrated And now I'm sitting at the end of the month, I just made it like you made the B team And like your daddy's wife, you making it call You heard the AG Alliance, and back the hell up on Softly yeah. as if I played piano with the dog Found a way to channel my anger, not to brag The world's a state everybody got to play their part God works in mysterious race And when he starts the job of speaking through us, we we'll be so sincere with this here No drugs, Alcohol so I can get the signal clear this day. Put my block away, I got a stronger weapon That never runs out of ammunition So I'm ready for war, okay? Throw your hands in the air And wave them like it just don't care And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit Everybody let me hear you say oh yeah, yeah Now throw your hands in the air And wave them like it just don't care And if you like fishing and grits and all that pimp shit Everybody let me hear you say oh yeah, yeah
1: Like, come on. Uh, greatest so, hip hop group of all time. Greatest, greatest hip hop group of, of all time. That's tough because I got to put them neck and neck with Tribe and also Wu Tang. But no, like, they, right up they there. sit in that pantheon of like, they are the gods of like hip hop groups, just period, point blank,
2: man. And, um, Absolutely. They'll live on for hundreds of years, and, or I want to believe that. And, in my and, heart. and you know, like, I feel like 3000, I definitely shout out to Big Boy, but 3000, he's never mentioned. You know, people kind of use the whole group thing to exclude yeah. three stacks from like the comp. You know, the the conversation oh, about yeah. best oh, MCs. Yeah, we won't
1: go yeah. there because you know cause that's a, that's, that's a that's, say, that's a whole another episode. That's another <laughs> episode, <laughs> episode. That's a whole episode that's And, say, so, and then people a... try to sleep on Big Boy Man. You know, He's Big fantastic. Boy has, Big Boy, Boy is too. actually probably one of the most fantastic, like stylistically, uh, 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 MCs that doesn't get credit. because his style is incredible. Big Boy
2: carry Southern playlist. I feel like that first album oh like oh no, no, here we go. <laughs> Another uh-huh. episode. Yeah, as I said, we got to Because right, now,
1: yeah. now okay, we're about so, to try uh, to get heavy about group episodes. No, get, yeah. yeah, for sure. All, All right, right, so <laughs> we reason why we are are, are are chopping it up and talking shit about one of our favorite groups and favorite subjects, hip-hop, uh, is because we go, you know, every now and then, you know, we kind of, like, just forego the lightning round. So we wanted to get Brother Rufin to kind of dive deeper into the kind of, Wonderful jewels he's gathered, and being not only a startup tech entrepreneur, but getting in front of these investors. Because we know, and we talked about it at the ATL Black Tech, that's the biggest pitfall is the resource space, getting mm-hmm. resources and how to get to resources. So, how, what are some of the things you've seen in your experience that you've kind of seen positive trends in getting to those those resources?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the, one of the biggest challenges, you know, being you know a, a black tech entrepreneur mm-hmm. is that you know the access to the to the to the capital you know, um, to really be able to, like, not only develop your your idea, but also scale it and grow it. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? You know, I've seen a lot of my counterparts, you know, um, who've had a little bit of easier time, you know, being able to get the capital Mm -hmm. just because of their network or, you know, just their family, friends and family uh, access that they have with capital. So, um, you know, that's that was always a challenge from the beginning. And, you know, I realized, and what I had to learn is that you know the best way, really, to to continue to to grow and really to attract capital is to focus on my customers and focus on the people who support the business for what you're actually offering. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they can keep you you going for for many you know for a long time. Um, and as you grow your customer base, you're attracting. You have more abilities to attract the investors. You know, so I think you know that's one of the things that people may use as an obstacle which is like i can't ha- i don't have the money so i'm not going to take the next step mm-hmm. no you actually have your intellectual property mm-hmm. you probably have a computer um you know that you can use and access to the internet mm-hmm. that's it the- all you need is just to to have an idea like i said that solves a problem and and you're in business you know what i'm saying so so i think you know a lot, a lot of people out there that starting you know their own business like mm-hmm. you know just remember. Uh, you don't really have to wait for that capital to start something. You just have to have a game, a smart, you know, a game plan that gets you to get more customers because they're going to pay you because you're offering a service or a product, right? And you know, now you can invest in your own business. So more. So okay. So okay. Let's say you got customers now.
1: People have a certain, uh, you know, that when you when you start talking this game, now right. you're really talking numerical now. So Absolutely. What is it? What does it have to look like? Or what have you seen in your experience from working with these big brands and different companies? That if you're an entrepreneur, you're a tech owner, you have an app, you have a blog, you got a podcast, you got this or that. What should people be doing, or how should they be pursuing? How aggressively should they be pursuing their base, um, so that they are they look presentable? Or they they have something that makes them stand out in front of investors? Cause obviously it's a very vast ocean of people producing content right. in, in this game now. So how do you stand out so that you can get uh, in front of those investors and have that, that right kind of presentation?
2: Well, I mean, I think that, you know, like I said, you know, I, I can't emphasize it enough. Like the more and more you learn about your customers, the closer you are to really figuring out what is that example of th- that one customer case that you can scale up, you know what I'm saying? Like, if if you could if you can, like, really get to know your customers, like, let's say you have this idea and you go out and you say, hey, I got this idea. What do you think? Do you have this problem? Right. Yeah, I have this problem. What do you think about this solution? Oh, it's okay. All right. So that's information already that you're getting to be able to say, all right, let me fine tune this this part of the idea. Let me change this. Let me adjust that. And you go back to that same person and you ask the same, you know, question. What do you think about this? Right. And the moment they're like, "Oh, I'm, how much do you need? I'll buy that from you right now." Right. That's when you know you're ready to scale. To how do I take that from one pe- one person to two, and how do I get that to two to four? And you just build that like in you know in that iteration process, and eventually you get to ten thousand or a hundred thousand. You know, yeah. like any of these like you know the tech industry or tech startups that's that's been coming out in the last 10 years they've really outdone any other company in growing their business from scratch mm-hmm. and the really the reason why that is is because they understand their customer base like they truly understand because they have the information like when you deal with any tech companies you give them your name where are you from all that information so they can really do whatever they want with it you know right. what i'm saying? I think one thing
1: though to interject though is again because you know we get very technical here right. in the show. Like people have to know and have access to the right resources For to sure. get that data because you can't. You say like, okay, you got to know your customer, but there's a lot of different ways to find out customer information and data, and then you have to have an understanding of what and how to data mine and use data analytics. Well, so I think that one and they, uh, the uh, somebody mentioned it in the ATL Black Tech. Again, shout out to the, the movement growing. That we have to actually have people trained because you 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 taught yourself right uh, and- data analytics and and how to actually go about doing customer based research which is really UX right so what what are some kind of like. Areas you could point people to again, if you're somebody who's like I want right. to get my customer base, I want to do it like I can do an email, right? You need to have a, a mailing list. People know, should know that basic stuff, but like, what other kind of technical things can you say? Hey, you need to be looking into these kind of platforms to help and you get more data and more. Information. I got you,
2: and not not to get deep, like I, I you know, just to even bring it back, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm saying like understanding your customer base is not really about data and analytics. It's literally a conversation. Like if if I'm selling something. I want to pick up the phone, call somebody, meet with them, say, "Hey, this is what I'm offering. What do you think about it? Or what do you mm. think about the problem?" That's so you talking about like door to door salesman stuff. That's, so if you
1: start with the you starting got three hundred people, you got a thousand people on your Instagram, and you yeah. got a product. You're saying they need to be doing. They need to be, like the, the, to each person. Absolutely, that that is, the founders. To with. Yeah, the okay. founders
2: of Airbnb literally went. To every house to take every photo of every house they were renting on Airbnb, like okay. one by like they started with their own house and they had a bed mattress in their own house and mm-hmm. sold it to one person for eighty bucks to to try to make rent, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then they sold like Obama old cereal at the Democratic uh, convention mm-hmm. uh, at forty dollars a pop, and that's how they rose their raise their money, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Uber started with two people like having three cars and calling people like, yo, if you need a ride, call this number or text this number. Mm -hmm. So like when technology is really not about the technology, it's about the behavior. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's about, you know, like what is it that I'm already doing that I could replicate into a technology? You know what I'm saying? So like, that's the starting point. So when you're, when, when you're speaking to your customers, you're, you're actually physically having that conversation. Um, and then you're writing it down and you're building, it, you're building a database as you go. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And and that's how any of these big tech companies have really grown. So, you know, I think that's as right. a resource that people can can definitely access, one is the book called Startup Owner's Manual. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, in, you know, that's really like gives you a, a, a wide foundation. cover of everything and foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Lean Startup is another book mm-hmm. um, that I would say people can read. Shout um, out to
1: Lean Startup. We've done a few episodes featuring that, too, for sure. The Lean Startup model is like the, like you said, it's the template for most of the modern startup right. uh, structures and infrastructures. But I like I do, I do, like that. I like, uh, you know, you gave pushback. I, I like that. It's like, you know what? I do think that there's a balance. There needs to be a balance. I do think that we need to be more technically engaged in the back end because sure. we aren't, as we were just talking about off air, you don't know. Like, you might put a content out on a day that your audience doesn't even, like, check stuff, Right. But the, the, to to, a, to your point, though, because right. Right? we are we we wind, we wind it down. To your point, though, there is something to be said about, like, actual human connection Absolutely. and contact. And I actually do think that that weighs a lot more stronger. So when you have that base and you've built those connections, then you can use the data to help reinforce that. that you know what connection.
2: the number one rule in, in building a technology company is? Right. No ideas exist inside the building. Mm-hmm. So... If you're if you have an idea and you're sitting in your building and you're it. not engaging with your subscriber or your customers, you don't have a business. Like talk to them now. You're hacking or you're coding or you're whatever. You're you're creating an idea, but it's not reaching that customer. That's the that's the basic part of it. So you know, like part of the reason why I would say even for me for for growing is like and I know we're winding down, mm-hmm. but you know that's really why I want to leave people with. Just that you know. You, not only would do you need to have that idea, but you have to engage with your your people and the people outside of that building, mm-hmm. and not be afraid to say, "Hey, this is what I have. What do you think about it?" You mm-hmm. know, and then and then go from there and build that that relationship and build more relationships, and eventually you'll need the technology to be able to support it. You know, talk about it now. Whether you got one or you got ten or you got a hundred or you got a hundred thousand, same thing. Talk man. to
1: your people in your community. Connect. Um, and that's how you grow your business, man. That's real talk. So tell the people how they can connect with you, man, in your in your space and how to get in touch with you. They want to
3: yeah,
2: for reach sure. Out with you. Uh, I mean, I'm prim- primarily on you know Instagram. Uh, Go big R-U-F. You know that's okay. me on Instagram. Um, you know on Twitter, uh, my full name Rufin Chonanga. Not even gonna try to spell it, but you okay. can find me on Instagram and mm-hmm. you know Cool Kids Forever for the agency. Okay, uh, CoolKidsForever.com. Uh that's where we are. So that's what's up, know, man. appreciate y'all having me, man. I definitely uh look forward to connecting with you, maybe uh doing some
1: cross collaborative events because we're sure. all about that innovative spaces, uh, Absolutely. Innov- creating innovative spaces for creatives and techies. You already know what it is, man. Digital good times season two. We bring in y'all these like these jewels every single time. You can follow us everywhere, social media at D I G I Good Times. Um, And you can also check us out on our website. Make sure you subscribe to the mailing list. That's how you're going to stay engaged with all our new episodes and content. And we got a lot of new stuff coming for y'all. So definitely, y'all already know what it is. Appreciate y'all for tuning in with us once again. Digital Good Times, we out here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh. All-